Next on BYU Sports Nation, the inaugural BYU Sports Nation fantasy basketball draft. Who would you take number one? If volleyball had a draft, Taylor Sander would top some big boards. He'll join us live from Rome to discuss his selection to Team USA and expectations in Rio. Plus, throwback Thursday, Ed Keel of the 96 BYU football team makes his show debut how he played a very specific and huge role in that Cotton Bowl win. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, June 23rd, wherever and however you are dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the fifth Ghostbuster, Jerem Jordan. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I'm not sure I'm that excited for this movie. Like, I, I really enjoyed the Ghostbusters movie as a kid in the 80s and 90s. Did you like Ghostbusters 2? Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah okay. I liked it. Was there a third one? I don't think it, there, there's not a Ghostbusters like trilogy, this one's, is there? This one's a like a you know Kristen Wiig and company, you know some of the SNL cast in it. it I think it'll be funny. Yeah, I'm not I'm, sure I'm going to see it like opening night, but how do you beat Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, and Bill Murray? I mean that and the dude from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. What's his name <laughs> Rick again? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, Canadian. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, like that was Sigourney an, Weaver, that was an all-star was cast. Yeah, she was she A- was the damsel in distress. Meets, Alien meets Groundhog Day. Caddyshack <laughs> meets yeah, all this stuff. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That was a great cast. So I, it's just one of those movies that I'm like, ah, you probably should just let it be. It's like trying to make Back to the Future again. Yeah, that's really? a great point. Really, don't do that. Like that movie's let almost perfect. Let it be. Yeah, let it be. <laughs> let it be. I, I was at uh, a wedding a couple years ago <laughs> where they played it, May It Be, right? Yes. With the Beatles. Um, and it, it, it was a situation where father and son, I, ho- I hope my friend's not watching. Because <laughs> oh, it'd be like, oh why'd boy. you call me? He oh and boy. his dad sit down and, and they, start playing, they start playing that and like singing. And then they're like, everybody. And I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Neither is anyone in here. So it was like one of the most awkward experiences <laughs> of my life. May it be. May it be. Like, I'm like, whoa. And then they went like around the horn again on another stop, verse. And stop quote, it. Like verse three. I'm like, I don't know the words. <sighs> Speak- I, know, I barely knew the words of verse one. Speaking of remakes, Fallout Boy has done the new Ghostbusters track. And to nobody's surprise, it sounds like, like every other every Fallout other- Boy yes. song. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty good. <laughs> Uma Thurman. Just let some mark. things be. Let some things be. Let, let some things be. Yeah. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation we, headlines. What, what's going on? BYU basketball has hired Eric Shork as the new strength and conditioning coach. He did wonders at St. Louis. So the St. Cougars are yeah, excited to have program. him on board. I don't know how their strength and conditioning has been, but that's been a quality basketball program. They were a top 25 team a couple years ago. Uh, when Rick Majerus, rest in peace, uh, was the head coach. The NBA draft is tonight at 7 Eastern on ESPN. Will Kyle, Kyle Collinsworth be drafted tonight? Mm. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. Yes. If you could draft any BYU player uh, in history, who would it be uh, and why? So you get a draft, any player. Any sport. Okay, any sport. Who, who's going to be? Okay, that, Use hashtag BYUSN. At Twig Stone. Have to go with Steve Young or Jack Morris. Jack Solid. Morris of baseball fame, okay? Almost a Hall of Famer. When you are the MVP of a league championship, that is elite. That happened with Jack Morrison. 
or Morris, excuse me. Jack Morris, Steve yeah. Young, also a Super Bowl champion. He was all right. NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was okay. Who would you draft? Any sport, any player in the history of BYU athletics. The women's soccer team will open the season with an exhibition match against national powerhouse UCLA on August 13th. Jen Rockwood, the head coach, has loaded up the schedule even in the exhibition format. She told us that a couple months ago on this uh, program, as uh, Brother Curtis would say at my uh, seminary in high school. But August 13th, is th- that's the date. We know that. To open Last year, BYU opened with Arizona. That was a quality opponent mm-hmm. at home. That set the stage for the season. So we'll see how BYU good it, how good they are out of the game. She's trying to get her team more prepared for the competition level that she will certainly see yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you don't want to bow out in the second round, uh, which has been the case the last couple of years. BYU is a better program than that. Granted, the matchups have been yeah, tough. Yeah, thanks for pairing BYU with Stanford, NCAA. Yeah, I'm unimpressed. In the, in the PGA, uh, today's the opening round of the National at Congressional Country Club. Uh, the Cougars, Daniel Sorensen, Zach Blair, both tee off at 324. Daniel Sorensen or Daniel Summerhays? Daniel Sorensen is going to play for <laughs> Daniel Summerhays today. <laughs> Daniel Summerhays is going to play safety for the Chiefs. They're just switching. Like, like that corny commercial with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and, yes. the, and the kid. They bump into each other and they switch. Come on, they switch man. switch roles. Oh, that's good stuff. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Cougars in the association. Currently, there are zero BYU players on an NBA roster. Tonight marks the next chance for a BYU player to get drafted. The NCAA all-time triple-double leader, Kyle Collinsworth, hoping his name is called somewhere... In the 60 draft picks, he's worked out. Well, there's only one draft pick in the For 60s. a lot of NBA teams, almost all of them. So, what happens next? We wait and see. In the meantime, we have totally embraced the spirit of the NBA draft and are rolling out our inaugural BYU Sports Nation fantasy basketball draft. We will each draft five players. Five players. We've got our big boards Five ready. Players. Jeremy and I flipped a coin before the show. I won, as I do most things on this show. And I don't we'll think you won. I first. lost. <laughs> so I am on the clock. Hit it, Ben Bagley. With the first pick in the first ever BYU Sports Nation Fantasy Basketball, basketball Draft, Spencer Linton selects... Danny Ainge. Oh, that one's obvious. You got to go with Mr. Ainge, right? Yeah. NBA champion two times, played in the finals two more times with two different teams after that. Don't remind me about one of those. Took BYU to their only Elite Eight. Like, Danny Ainge is the guy, number one. He's on my team. That one's, yeah, he's the greatest player in BYU history. Had there been a three-point line, Tyler Haas and Jimmer Fredette would still be looking up at that scoring record. But it's not the case. Mm. Pick number two for me. Sean Bradley, Ooh. seven foot six. I established the middle. He played twelve years in the league. At his best, he was a thirteen eight and a league leading three point four blocks per game guy. Sean Bradley, listen, he gets made fun of all the time for getting ducked on. The guy played twelve years in the league, seven mm. six. He was actually a pretty good player. He wasn't an all star. He wasn't Danny Ainge, but he's a good player. Sean Bradley, you're going seven foot six. Yeah, baby. Hard to argue against Castledale, the second overall pick in the NBA draft in BYU's, 1993. BYU tied for BYU second highest pick ever with the third pick in the BYU Sports Nation fantasy basketball draft I am selecting Michael Smith mm, Michael Smith huh from that 1988 BYU basketball team that at one point was ranked 
number two in the country before a loss to the fighting trogdors of <laughs> Alabama Birmingham. <laughs> Mike Smith, he could do it all, man. He had great size, excellent rebounder at BYU, and he could shoot outside. He's the guy the reason he played in the NBA is because he could stretch people as a big guy that could shoot from downtown. I love me some Michael Smith. He's not even on my big board, though. He only, Mike Smith is not on only, your big board? He only played three years in the league, man. I'm not giving it to him. Oh, my I'm not giving goodness. it to him. Nope. Pick number two, fourth overall, uh, is Mel Hutchins. Now, there is a uh, – people are like, who's Mel Hutchins? Second pick in the draft. You're going with 6'5", Mel Hutchins. Four-time All-Star. 6'5". 11 and 10 for his career. 437 games in the league. He, it, you could, you He's could argue that he was BYU. He is BYU's best player ever in the NBA. Granted, it was in the 50s and 60s. I'm going Mel Hutchins, baby. I got seven six, and then I got six five, six foot five power you have two forward. Two centers. You drafted two centers. Yes, we're establishing the middle. <laughs> What are you doing? Mel H- hey, Mel Hudson, he's got a banner up in there, man. Does Michael Smith? No. Oh, my goodness. Jersey retired. NIT with, champ. With the fifth pick in the BYU Sports Nation fantasy basketball draft. I can't believe you let him slide to this. I am drafting Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> Jimmer Fredette. Danny Ainge will get, will get him open looks. On the three That's ball. That's true. That that combo of Ainge and, Danny and Jimmer. Danny Ainge and Jimmer Fredette. Because Jimmer ain't guarding anybody. Danny's going to guard <laughs> the best player on and the Mike other team. And Mike Smith was a good defender as yeah, well. Yeah. I that's, got Jimmer Fredette. That's a pretty good team. I, I was hoping to get I was hoping to get Jimmer, but I knew he wouldn't be on the board late. <laughs> you, you, know? you took Mel Hutchins. You took a 6'5 center. Well, you know what? With the sixth pick. Fifth? Sixth? Sixth. Sixth, yes. Sixth pick in this draft. I take Kresmir Chosich. Oh, This guy can okay. play. I okay. can play him at the point. Yeah. 6'10", two-time NBA draft pick. He elected not to play in the NBA. He wanted to play uh, in Europe closer to home. Uh, two-time Eurobasket MVP. Mm. Okay? He, so he was the best oh, player he, in Europe. He was a baller. Was the only BYU basketball player in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Did you know that? I don't think most fans knew that. Kresmir Chosich was legit. He, he uh, Chosich basically built the Marriott Center. He was so good, they built the Marriott he, Center. He, what people said, he, he electrified the Marriott Center. He made that place just like, buzz. He was, he was uh, like a Kevin Durant-like player, okay? Six, Ask Bill Walton six, about Kreshmer Chosich. Moves, uh, yeah, he'd bring the ball to the court. Crazy. Okay, so I went super old school, right? I got 7-6, Sean Bradley, Mel Hutchins, and Kreshmer Chosich. <laughs> I've gone old school, baby. The Croatian. Love it. Oh, with the seventh pick in the BYUSN Fantasy Basketball Draft, I select the mustache. Greg Kite. Finally, got a big. I need some guards, dude. I need some guards. Well, Mike Smith is kind of a big, but he could shoot outside. He's not a guard, so he's a big. Yeah, but Greg Kite is my center. Michael Smith's like a – he's a forward. He's a four, yeah. I've got two guards, two bigs. I'm liking my team, Jerem. What are you going to do? Okay, we're we're going to put these out on social media. I need some guards. And people are going to okay. be like, what was Jerem thinking? Okay. No, bring it. <laughs> you have the bigger names. I have the bigger guys, literally. <laughs> Mel Hutchins, 6'5 center. <laughs> you pointed out the shortest of my three. Okay, my fourth pick, the eighth overall pick, okay. is going to be a little out there. It's Travis Hansen. Now, Ooh. I know that Travis Hansen isn't like one of the top four guards, per se, in Athletic. BYU basketball history. Mm. Athletic, shooter, defender. Plus, I can market him. I'm taking Travis Hansen as Elder 8 Mile. 
He's got the bleached hair. He's going to defend. He's going to dunk. Plus, I can make him look like Eminem, which he did. Travis Hansen, baby. I don't have a point guard, but I got the rest so far. With the ninth pick in the BYU Sports Nation fantasy basketball draft, I select Kyle Collinsworth. Ooh. Who wow. can do a lot of things. Wow. He can rebound and pass the ball, distribute. Collinsworth, Ainge, Fredette on my guard line. Mm. Mike Smith, Greg Kite as my bigs. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Whew. Let's go, man. We're, ju- we're just going to back off him five feet, though. <laughs> He's the triple-double king. We He's the triple-double king, man. But, but listen, we, we can't let Kyle get into the paint because then he's kicking it out to Jimmer. Okay. With the my fifth pick and the tenth overall pick. The last pick. In the draft. I need a point guard. I need a point guard. I'm going with Terrell Lede. What? I need someone who can <laughs> score off the dribble. Wow. And distribute. I was thinking about Matt Montague, but he can't shoot either. So I, I need someone that can shoot the ball because I'm dumping it inside and we're going to town. <laughs> Mel Hutchins is going to be like, what's this line on the outside? He's not even going to know. Okay, so let's go ahead and just. Okay, so my, my team. My yeah, team. Let's, let's review Jeremy's From point team guard right to now. center. Terrell Lede, <laughs> okay. Travis Hansen. Hey, Travis that's a good backcourt, baby. Yeah, okay. I, okay. I'm playing Chosich at the three. Okay. I'm playing six foot five Mel Hutchins, <laughs> four time NBA All Star. Come on, at the four. And I got Sean Bradley to clean up in the middle, man. I love my team. Well, see, Mel Hutchins is bailed out by the rim protector, Sean Bradley. Mel Hutchins is uh, playing with the peach basket, probably, as well. <laughs> 51. NIT my, champs. NIT champs. My starting five from point guard to center. Point guard, Jimmer Fredette. Actually, no. You're running di- Ky- you, you better run. Oh, Kyle has I'm going to make Kyle Collinsworth my point guard. Yeah. Kyle Collinsworth. He's going to have the ball. My point forward. Jimmer Fredette and Danny Ainge as my two wings. That's the most excellent wing combo in BYU history. Mike Smith as my power forward and Greg Kite as my center. That's good. Greg Kite, Fred Roberts, and Danny Ainge all played on the Celtics at the same time. By the Holy way. cow. Fred Roberts didn't get picked. I know. Well, it's because I needed some guards. <laughs> I needed some guards. You, you only went – yeah, you went with uh, – you're playing, you're playing uh, like a small backcourt. Like Jimmer at the two is small, right? Devin Durant didn't get picked either. By the way, I have an updated headshot for our graphics. Can I get that to you guys? <laughs> that picture is almost three years old. <laughs> I need to email that after the show. Hey, if you could draft any player in the history of BYU sports, who would it be and why? Not just basketball, any sport, any player. Up next, when in Rome, Taylor Sander is there, and he will join us to preview the Olympics. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. If you feel so inclined to join the conversation, use that hashtag BYUSN. Media Day is coming up in one week from today. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, state of the program. Noon Eastern, two-hour BYU Sports Nation. Four Eastern, BYU Football 1996 Revisited. We'll talk to Ed Keel from that team coming up in the show today. And 10 Eastern Time, a special BYUSN highlighting the 96 team. Web chats begin at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on BYUtv.org with Lauren Frankel. Now, in between the WAC championship game in 1996 will air on BYU TV between oh, yeah, BYU cool. and Wyoming. You can see us in the stands there. Third I was, row, man. I was, I was on the north side in the rickety portable stands. Yes. My grandpa at the end of that game was like, this thing's coming down. I'm getting off. I sat so in the same area. 
we probably sat by each other and didn't know. There were like a string of eight Wyoming fans the whole game that were drunk going, W-Y-O, the whole game. <laughs> it was an amazing experience. It was an amazing experience because Pre- Ethan Potchman kicked the game winner, and that's yeah. the first time I rushed the field as a fan in any event. Before I rushed the field, there are no cell phones. I'm like, I'm, I'm like 13. I'm like, hey, Mom, can I rush the field? Where are we going to meet after? There's no cell phones. Like, over there. Okay. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Check it out. Media Day a week from today. Seven days away, Jerem. That's something to look forward to, right? Absolutely. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is a man who is looking forward to the Summer Olympics for Team USA Volleyball, Taylor Sander. Taylor, welcome back to BYUSN, man. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Uh, it's going well, and uh, apparently you're still racking up the frequent flyer miles. Correct me if I'm wrong. You go to Rio and now to Rome, Italy. What has it been like you for the past two weeks on the road? Yeah, I uh, got back from my pro season in Italy, and uh, the coaches gave me kind of three weeks to get my body uh, back to normal. I was a little beat up, and so I, I was able to do some good lifting and and recovery, and then we were off to Rio, and we had World League there, and yeah, we just landed on Monday uh, back in, in Rome, and, and so it's nice to be back in Italy and, and playing with the team. Are you the I'm comfortable in Italy, I'll show you guys around guy since you've lived there the last couple of years? I mean, yeah, uh, me and my wife were able to go to, to Rome for um, New Year's this last year. And so uh, we did a little tour of the city yesterday, and I was able to, to show some guys, uh, you know, the, the Coliseum and the Forum and so some, some of the things that you can see in Rome. And so that was cool to be able to know where I was going and, and kind of tell them about what they were seeing. Do you have a future in uh, becoming a tour guide, Taylor? <laughs> I mean, I might. You never know what, what you can do after volleyball. So uh, that could be an option. What did it mean to you uh, earlier this, this week? It wasn't a big surprise, but it's official. You're on the 12-man USA Olympic team. Yeah, it, it was a uh, – it's been a crazy couple of days um, just soaking it in. Um, I mean, this is kind of what we all work for. Um, and to be named to that team is just an honor and a blessing. And uh, it's awesome to be a part of, you know, something bigger than yourself and, and uh, being able to represent your country and the biggest tournament in the world is uh, it's pretty special and I'm uh, thankful to be a part of it. A huge uh, worldwide story now surrounding the Olympics is kind of becoming the Zika virus and concerns about that. You were just in Rio. Did you feel like that was an overwhelming theme or or concern while you were there? And, and I mean, what was it like for you having just been there? Yeah, I mean, uh, we had a lot of... Um you know, they kind of taught us a lot about it before we went out there. And, uh, you know, I feel like they've done the USOC and our training staff and uh, all of them have done a great job in, you know, getting us informed about uh, what's going on. And so I felt like we went there prepared. Um, you know, we're, you know, I think everybody's worried about it, but I think the more that you prepare going over there and, uh, you know, take those things um, that you can to prevent it, uh, over there with you is something that we did and we felt comfortable with and I don't think we were worrying about it too much and so you know we're there to play volleyball um 
and so we're trying not to think about that. You just stock up on the deep woods off, right? Yeah, I mean, we all had <laughs> off. We all put it. We all put it on before we went out, and you know, after that, we didn't think about it, and uh, and so I think that's the way that we got to go about it. Your third. This is your third season in World League, a competition during the summer among uh, international teams, and then the Olympics will be uh, in August. What's it like in year three versus, say, year one? Yeah, the experience has been uh, amazing. World League is a tough tournament, and uh, throughout the years, I've gotten more more comfortable uh, in my role on the team, and uh, and just being comfortable on the court and not worrying about you know being the young guy and having to prove myself i just go out and play my game and coaches do a really good job at you know telling me to be myself and and to not uh hold the expectations on myself just play the way i know how to play and so that's been a a great thing for me and uh yeah i think the nerves are a little less um affecting my game i could say um so i'm grateful to the coaches for for helping me through that. Taylor Sander, 2014 AVCA Player of the Year and 2014 FIVB World League Finalist MVP is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Taylor, when you think about the atmospheres that you have played in front of, obviously the Smithfield House is one of the best, if not the best, collegiate volleyball atmosphere in the continental United States. What's the craziest atmosphere you've played in in a foreign country? Yeah, there's been a lot. I mean, uh, last year we played in Iran, and um, it was one of the most crazy experiences because it was fourteen thousand men uh, screaming, and and they had they had multiple people um, leading the crowd, and so it was the most loud environment I've played in, and uh, it definitely affected us because we lost those matches, but uh, it was something I'll never I'll never forget. Um, and then also Poland is has amazing crowds, and uh, you know their volleyball is the top sport over there. And so we've played um, a couple tournaments there, and they always sell out their crowds. And uh, we're going there for, or we hope to go there uh, before the Olympics um, for the World League Finals. And so it'll be nice to get back there and play in front of a good crowd. Give us an idea of the popularity of volleyball in the world because we pay attention here to World League and the Olympics and follow you and, and other pros, you know, and whatnot. Volleyball is a big deal outside the U.S. Can you give us an idea of how big a deal it is? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a big, big sport in Europe. And, uh, you know, I played in Italy these last two years, and, you know, it's one of their top sports. And, you know, the fans are really passionate and uh, are really involved in uh, you know, and they have a lot of knowledge about about volleyball, and I think um, all over the world, you know, it's a it's a bigger sport than what we have in the in the U.S. I mean, we kind of focus on the bigger sports like basketball, football, baseball, and so you know, for for Europe, I think it's it's kind of like that, um, kind of like that that it's a it's a huge sport, and um, everybody follows it. Taylor Sander with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, joining us live currently in Rome, Italy. And, Taylor, uh, you've chosen to play volleyball in China next year. What led to that decision, switching from the team you're with in Italy now to uh, heading to Asia? 
Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I was able to, you know, start my career in Italy, and it's been a great place for me to to grow and evolve as a player. Uh, it's one of the best leagues in the world, and uh, I had the opportunity to uh, to make a change and, and go to China. I uh, felt like it was the right decision for after the Olympics um, because I'm such a jumper. I uh, my body takes kind of a toll on me, and so uh, China is a, is actually a five month season compared to an eight eight month season. So I'll get some more vacation time, be able to spend time with my wife and family, and and so that was uh, the reason why I chose that. And I I feel like. You know, it's going to be fun and a, a new experience for me and a new adventure. It's very exciting, and it'll be very different. We look forward to uh, checking that out. Speaking of family, Brendan had a fantastic sophomore season at BYU. Uh, what did you think of his season in uh, year two with the Cougars? Yeah, I'm proud of him. Uh, he's been growing like crazy, and uh, it's fun to see him develop into a volleyball player. Um, I was able to play with him earlier this summer in the USA gym, and it's fun to to see how how much he's grown up and how much he's changed and uh, how passionate he is about the game and it was fun to to watch that team this year. I was always you know waking up early or watching it the next day all their matches and uh, you know they're a physical team and it was a bummer at the end but I feel like they'll learn from that experience and you know they're going to be really good again next year and so hopefully they can get the job done how much do you and brendan actually talk about volleyball when you do get to spend time with each other we don't actually <laughs> uh, i think i think when we're away from the game uh you know we don't really focus on it we try and for me at least i i try and take a mental break from it because i play so much and it's such a big part of my life and but you know, we like to go out and surf together, and, and that's kind of like our way to get away from everything. And, and so we've been able to do that a little bit early in the summer and, and just talk about life, and it's been good. Give us an idea of uh, what's coming up for you guys. I know you play three in Rome uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, we play three games. We play Belgium, Australia, and then Italy. And then we're back home, um, I think, next Monday, and we're going to Dallas. Texas, and we'll have three more games there, and then hopefully we'll after that we'll have the results to be able to, to qualify for the World League Finals in in Poland. The obvious goal is the gold medal at the Olympics. Taylor, who will be your biggest competition in Rio? Yeah, we talked about this, uh, you know, this last week, and and there's a lot of really really good teams in the Olympics. Uh, I think this is going to be the strong, strongest Olympics ever, uh, and we're really excited for that. I mean, Brazil's really tough. We just played them last week, and you know what? The they're the top team in the world, and they have the crowd on their side, and so that's going to be a match I look forward to. I hope we run into them at one point, um, but I think all the teams in the world that will be there are going to be tough, and so I'm excited for every single match. Taylor, great to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation, uh, especially joining us from Rome. Follow him on Twitter at TaylorSander15. And uh, best of luck moving forward in World League play and the Olympics, man. Well, thank you, guys. It was good to hear from you. Taylor Sander. Taylor. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. When in Rome. Hey, he's in Rome, man. 
He's the Ro- tour guy. Is Rome the center <laughs> of the BYU sports world? Eric Mika was just there. The women's soccer team went there recently. Now Taylor Sanders there. Is that Provo East? Is Rome <laughs> Provo East? Question mark? Oh, that may be a bit of a stretch. Hey, who else has Taylor Sander live from Rome on their show, by the way? Pretty That's good. pretty cool. Pretty good. He's, he's going to be in the Olympics with Team USA. He's going to China. Up next, Ed Keel, Throwback Thursday from BYU Football in 96. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, check out BYU uh, Sports Nation on Media Day, one week from today. Seven days away. Yes. We haven't done that yet. Three uh, three hours of BYU Sports Nation that day. We have a two-hour special at noon. Kalani Sitake, Taysom Hill, and Jamal Williams. Want to be clear, Bronco Mendenhall will not be on that show. Then the BYU Sports Nation, I was gone. I'm gone one day and everything. Yeah, it goes crazy. Uh, then 96 revisited. We will. That'll be a show in the afternoon. And then that night we're going to have a show with some follow-up interviews to some of those guys. So that'll be a lot of fun one week from today. <laughs> I just saw a tweet about it. <laughs> about Bronco Mendenhall? On a graphic. <laughs> Oh he's he's not goodness. going to be on the show, okay? <laughs> Hashtag bros before who's. Even if he asks, we're not going to let him be on. Let's refresh Wait, today's... did you say who's <laughs> Let's or something else? Today's... I said who's. Oh, okay. Let's refresh today's did anyone, BYU Did you hear something else? Headlines. You heard something else, Freddie? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Come on. This is BYU TV, man. Let's keep it conservative. Who's? BYU... Can we rewind the tape? Hoops. <laughs> hires Eric Shork. <laughs> As the new strength the and first. conditioning coach, he comes from St. Louis. The Billikens had a good program going with him there, so the Cougars, I know Dave Rose, Tim Lacombe, the assistant coaches, are all excited to have him on staff. Terry Nashif, Quincy yeah. Lewis. What does an owl say? Woo! That's right. Mm-hmm. The NBA draft is tonight, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Will Kyle Collinsworth be drafted? Now, I don't think he'll be drafted tonight, but we have discovered and learned that he has been, uh, yeah, lots of interest for him. You don't have to draft a guy, per se, in the second round. By the way, if you're drafting the second round, there's no guarantee. It's only first Isn't round. Isn't that interesting? Guaranteed money. Yeah. There are some first-round draft picks. Ben Bagley, our producer, covered the NBA for 15 years, and he said there are some first-round picks True. that aren't guaranteed to see court time ever in the NBA. Exactly. It's so strange. The women's soccer team at BYU will open the season with an exhibition match at UCLA on August 13th. Hello, big-time matchup. That won't count against the record, but still a good test. I wish it was in the regular season, but that's a good exhibition. In the PGA, today's the opening round of the National at Congressional. Cougars' Daniel Summer Hayes and Zach Blair both tee off at 324 Eastern Time. Joining us now, our second guest on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, Ed Keel. It's a throwback Thursday. We're talking to one of the great members of the 1996 BYU football team. Ed, nice to have you with us. Glad to be here. First and foremost, we need to get this out of the way. Who was a better football player, you or your little brother Brian Keel? Uh, it all depends on what position we're playing. <laughs> you, uh, D-line. <laughs> Me, of course. Yeah, oh, there, there we go. That sounds perfect. We just had to get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Who's it? Yeah, we, we both had our specialties, I guess we, you could say. We uh, both did our jobs. The 1996 team, can you believe it's been 20 years since that magical season? You know, honestly, uh, you know, we got the media day coming up and, you know, there's been a bunch of things going around and, man, it's unbelievable to think that 20 years, holy crap, that's, ugh, where's the time gone? (laughs) 
Ed Keel with it's us crazy. on BYU Sports Nation. There's a story from the Cotton Bowl that Jeremy and I absolutely love, and we discussed it with Omar Morgan, and he talked about what it was like from his perspective. But you call out that the Kansas State receiver is going to go on a slant because you hear the signal at the line. What was it like from your perspective in the Cotton Bowl down inside the 15-yard line when you're trying to keep him out of the end zone to win that game? So I'll actually take you back a little bit further. Right before the half, right, um, I remember, you know, they're they're marching down the field again, and that's where I first heard the audible. Uh, It it kind of like like the guy – well, what I heard was it sounded like he said white ass. I don't know if you say ass or not, but that's what it sounded like he said. And uh, I was like, oh, no big deal, right? I go run around the end, and I notice it was a quick slant. Guy runs a slant, boom, touchdown. I'm like, are you kidding me? So anyhow, end of the game, like you guys all know, same thing where, you know, they're on the 15-yard line, they're getting ready, and all of a sudden I hear that again, and I look over at Omar Morgan, and I go, Omar, he's going to come inside. And uh, Omar steps off, guy, you know, the guy throws him the ball, Omar intercepts it, game's over. Omar takes the credit for the interception, but you're the real hero, are you not? No, Omar, man, he didn't have to listen to me, like, I think he tells people, he's like, dude, Ed never says anything to me. So he's like, I figured I better listen to him. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Now, what but I yeah, noticed cool. as we showed some video here on BYU TV is that you were all, you almost batted it down, which probably would have been a bad thing, right? But, but, you, but you read it. Yeah, I, I, I knew it was going to come. So I was like, I'm not going to go field. I'm just going to wait for it. Hopefully be able to bat it down. But. Hey, I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> if that's not your favorite. Better is if I would have intercepted it. Would've and been- then <laughs> took it the distance. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, if that's not your favorite memory from the 1996, technically that was January 1st, 1997. But if that's not your favorite memory from the season, what is? From that season? Yeah. That's it, man. I'd say that, that was that was a. I mean, you can't recreate that year. I mean, if we could go back and beat Washington, that would be another thing, but that, that was a spectacular team. I mean, the camaraderie that we had, I mean, the, the team and Lavelle and everybody, that was a really, really special team. I mean, I, I have never had anything like that since, you know, on any team I played in the NFL or anywhere. So that was a cool year. I think you're 6-5 and five the year before. You know, you end the season, uh, at least at home, uh, with the loss to Utah. Then you go into – in 95. You go into 96. Do you know you're going to be good at that point? Like, did you, did you think you had figured something out and you had the talent to do something special? Well, we had a lot of great players, man. If you, if you look at that team, it wasn't like we had just, like, one good player. You know, we had Shea Muirbrook. We had Steve Starkey. I mean, everywhere across the board, we had phenomenal players, you know. Um, a lot of years you have, okay, you have a really good player here or you have a good player there or whatever it may be. You might have a couple but if you look at that year, I mean, we had Chad Lewis, Etula Mealy, you know, Kaipo. And, I mean, we had so many great players in all the different positions. You know, it was, you know every year you think it's going to be special, you know. So, I mean, it was uh, – every year you think it's going to be great. And, you know, we just kind of believe that. And, I mean, every, every game, you look at every game different. You know, you just focus on that one game and next game and next game and, you know, kind of take them one at a time as they come along. Ed Keel with us on BYU Sports Nation, reminiscing about the 1996 magical BYU football season. They finished ranked fifth in the country, won the Cotton Bowl over Kansas State, a team that was ranked 14th. 
And when you look at that team compared to other BYU teams, Ed, certainly the 96 team is in the conversation for best ever at BYU. What is the best team in BYU history? Man, I would put that team up against anybody. Bring that 84 team on. I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it would be even a, a contest. Yeah, uh, that 96 team, man, is legit. Wouldn't be a contest. What makes you say that? I just think we had too many. I mean, I, I think the 84 team, they had a lot of great things and, you know, everything lined up for them. But I think we had a lot more, uh, I don't know, I'd say better players across the board. You know, you have a, a lot of, you had a lot of great players in 84, of course, but I think we had more of them, you know. Um, so that's, that's my two cents on that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly. And the way you end the season, I think, is especially strong. You play a ranked Wyoming team who has 10 wins yeah. but isn't invited to a bowl game somehow. That goes to OT. That was a great game. And then you could argue that uh, you know that Kansas State team is one of the best teams that BYU's ever beaten, not to mention beating Texas A&M at the beginning of the year, right? That was a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, Texas A&M at the beginning, I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because you talk to people about uh, the different games and, of course, a&M and you know they're all high and mighty but I love bringing those guys up here to elevation man that elevation I remember coming out you know right before half those guys were just bent over just sucking up air you know <laughs> that, that you can have a lot of great players but man if you can't breathe they're no good so anyhow <laughs> that that's a good equalizer but no that game was great and then you know, of course losing to Washington you know wasn't very good but uh you know it was it was awesome. Kansas State, you know, going into that bowl game, they were there was so much smack talking. I mean, Chris Canty, I don't know if you know if you, you oh, guys. Oh, I remember him. him. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, he talked so much smack and whatnot. And I played with him in Seattle after, and I, I talked to him a little bit. He's like, I don't even remember that game. I'm like, that's your fault. You're an idiot. <laughs> you know. He actually ended up tapping out of the game because he got cramps and stuff, and he's like, oh, I was. You know, I was wasted or whatever, and I'm like, that's your own fault, dude. You, you can't be smart enough not to do that, you know. So, but anyhow, yeah, they talked so much smack and stuff, and it was great to to put it to him and to win. Sarkeesian attacked the new guy on the next play and got a touchdown to KOKO Louie, if I recall correctly. I want to bring this up, too. The last time that BYU beat Utah by more than one score, Ed, was 96. Can you believe that? The 20-point win where you rushed for like 8,000 yards <laughs> at yeah. Rice Stadium. That's, that, seriously, I didn't even know that. It's been that long. That's pretty bad, right? <laughs> yeah, so you need, we need to bring that up to my brother next time. Yeah, they, they would win, but they would win by one score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, yeah. we will bring that up with Brian. Ed, it's been great to talk to you, uh, to reminisce about the 96 season, and uh, we look forward to next week, Media Day, when that uh, team comes to BYU Broadcasting and gets back together. Okay, yeah, I'm excited for it. Thanks, guys. You got it. Ed Keel on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. How about the comment about it wouldn't be a contest against 84? Very confident in that 96 team. Whereas Kaipo McGuire last week was like, hey, the they were the national team champs. is the best team. Yeah, but guess what? He's a Keel, dude. We know Brian. <laughs> they have opinions, and they're fun. And we love it. Yeah, that's great. We love that. Oh, how do we go on after that? That's good. I we, don't think we should. I think we, we should end, end 16 show. minutes early. <laughs> We're out. Show. I'm out. We play hashtag this next, including our stat of the day involved.
What is it? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, including the interview we just had with Ed Keel, a member of the 1996 BYU football team, where he recounts what happened on that final play where Omar Morgan intercepted the ball in the Cotton Bowl. He almost batted it down, and, which would have been bad. And... Why he says the 96 team taking on the 84 team wouldn't be close. Wouldn't be a contest. He w- it wouldn't be a contest. Whoa! The 96 team would run away with that. Why he thinks that. Hey, check out the Supercast of BYU Football Media Day. Supercast. That's right. One week from today. <laughs> Charge! <laughs> Going this way, Nate Austin. Kalani Satake, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and more on our BYU Sports Nation show. But starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time with web chats. Uh, Jason Shepard will be a social media correspondent on those. 1996 Revisited. We're going to have three hours of BYU Sports Nation. It's going to be awesome. Check it out. Starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time on BYU Football Media Day. One week from today. If you could draft any player in the history of BYU Sports, who would it be and why? Let's get some tweets in, shall we? It's winter time. At Toshalin19 says, My number one draft pick will always be the Jimmer. Number two... Is Ty Detmer? Has to, oh Tyler Hawes. Sorry, Ty. It's Ty. When Tasha ties. Lynn says Ty, it's she Tyler, means Tyler Hawes, Hawes, not yeah. Ty Detmer. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag scoring for days. Yeah, but there's only one Ty. Let's be honest. It's Tyler. <laughs> there's only one Ty. It's Ty Detmer here. Yes, I love Tyler. At Baconator1999, great Twitter handle. Mm, Vaisikahema and make him the punt and kick returner. He is probably the best returner I've seen. Vaisekhema once told me that because he wasn't getting running back reps, he was just ticked at the coaching staff, and so he decided that he wasn't going to fair catch anything. And he said, <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious, on, on camera. That's amazing. He's, yeah, he, and he's, yeah, he's frank. So that made him a, an elite kick returner. Well, it college. paid off. And then he's like, little did I know, that got me into the NFL, and, and then he became a legend in Philadelphia, and he's still there. So the coaches are like, see, we were doing so the if right you, thing. If someone does something to you that – Makes you change, and maybe that's for the better, right? I don't know. Just life lesson. Right? Let's play hashtag this. BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. All right. Time to whip out your Twitter superstar skills and put a hashtag with the given phrases or sentences. Number one. Hashtag football school. BYU puts some guys into the league in the NFL. The NBA has not been – it's not been great. You know, for as good as BYU's been in terms of winning percentage, uh, it's, they don't have very many in the NBA. I hope that the next couple of years and having, what is it, five top 100 guys on the roster out of high school at the time, including, uh, you know, Mika and, and Haas and Emery and these guys – Hopefully a guy like Eric Mika can get into the NBA and Elijah Bryant or something like that. That would be nice because you're having Tyler Howes and Kyle Collinsworth do significant things, but unfortunately those skills aren't translating to the next level. Yeah, hashtag next five years. That will change, and I feel like it will be two or three guys in the next five years that will be on NBA rosters because of the influx of talent. The numbers add up. Like if you have that many good players in the top 100, there's – Surely, it needs to happen. Somebody, Yoli Childs, Elijah Bryant, Eric Mika, Peyton Dastrup, somebody gets onto an NBA roster there. So that will change. Number two. Hashtag this, our stat of the day. 
The BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Kyle Collinsworth has worked out for 26 teams. 26 teams? And this is a part of hashtag this, so you need to hashtag this. Hashtag holy cow. Hashtag what team has he not worked out for? Apparently, what, four? My goodness. That's okay. It? So he, he made waves in Minnesota with his athleticism and his speed, and so a bunch of teams took notice. Like, whoa, this dude's pretty athletic, and we like his measurables. Let's bring him in. So he got a, that helped him get a second look from a lot of different teams. Will that pay off? It's going to get him into a summer league in a favorable position that way, but will it get a draft pick? Mm, I don't know. Hashtag not getting drafted, but free agent shot. Kyle Collinsworth will be on a summer league team. He'll get looks, you know, in depending Salt Lake and Vegas, and do they still play in Orlando or whatever? I don't, I don't know, but I, he'll get a look. He'll get a look. Now I, I see him in Europe next year, but he could overcome the odds. It depends if he has a little bit of a jumper. He's got a shot. Number three. Hashtag this BYU football media just one week away. Hashtag. Can we do it already? Ed Keel made me so excited for that 1996 show. Every time we talked to somebody, oh, yeah, Kyle yeah. McGuire the week before, it was really great to talk to him. To, re- to have that team gathered back together, a lot of the prominent members of that team, is going to be really fun because that was the season where I became all in. I was fully invested yeah. all in after the 96 season. I couldn't get enough. The, the la- that's you know the fifth to last season with Lavelle Edwards. It's kind of a different era at that point. 01 is kind of one of those teams that sticks out. 06, 07, 09 stick out you know, at that point. So 96 was special. It really was. So it's going to be a ton of fun one week from today. And my hashtag is make it one day, please. <laughs> Not seven. <laughs> and how many days are we away from Arizona? Countdown to the Wildcats. 72. Shout out to Nicoletto. What's up, man? Number 72. Also, the Miami Dolphins, who went undefeated in 1972. <laughs> 72 days away. That's not that far, Jerem. We started this thing at like 250. It's okay. I, d- I came to – I'm at peace with this. You're at peace? I need June and July. I just need to, like, kind of chill, relax, and then, then we get into fall camp. You got to get your – Yard completed, right? You need that time. It's got to happen before we BYU gets into the big goal. <laughs> remember? Yes, that I will remember. happen. Landscaper, call uh, me back. Yeah, what the heck, man? Coming up, five different women's soccer players at BYU make the top 100, and BYU hires a new strength and conditioning coach. It's all part of the Cougar Whip around. Get that grass in, man. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU Hoops hires Eric Shork as the new strength and conditioning coach. Cougars in the association. The National Basketball Association draft is tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Kyle Collinsworth hoping his name is called somewhere within those 60 picks. Cougars in the PGA. Today's the opening round of the National and Congressional Country Club. Cougars <gasps> Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair both tee off at exactly 324 Eastern time. Back to you. Soccer. Pretty cool that they get to play together. That is cool. The BYU women's soccer team will open the season with an exhibition match at UCLA on August 13th. Also, Chris Henderson of Herosports.com. Lists five different Cougars in his 2017 NWSL Draft Top 100 projection. That is a mouthful. Ashley Hatch, number 26. Elena Medeiros, 42. Rachel Boaz, 43. 
Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos at 72, and Paige Hunt, 93rd. Cougars in the minors. The Tennessee Smokies announced Jacob Hanneman is on the temporary inactive list. Also, Adam Long went one for one with a run for the Tulsa Drillers. Future guests include Jack DeMooney, outstanding personality on the BYU football coaching staff. That's going to be fun tomorrow. Don't miss that. Story time with Jack DeMooney for sure. You like Ed <laughs> Keel today? You will love Jack DeMooney. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Not a, whole, not a whole lot going on. So Eric Shork, the new strength and conditioning coach, get those dudes fast and strong mm-hmm. and awesome. Yes. They already are us. Also, uh, who won the – so have we decided who won the draft from oh. today's show? Oh, apparently you dominated <laughs> me. My bad for picking, I don't know, a tenured 7-6 guy, a four-time All-Star, and the only guy in BYU basketball history to be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> apparently I got blown away. Those credentials stink. Oh, but really. No, could, sometimes you stink. Could they handle Danny Ainge, Jimmer Fredette, Listen, Kyle Collins with Mike Smith and Greg Kite? That's a pretty good team. It is. <laughs> In fact, it's a better team. I can, I can see. You've thrown up the white flag. I can see. It's over. Jeremy is waving the white track and over. field jersey. It's over. It's over. <laughs> if you could draft any player in the history of BYU sports, who would it be and why? Some more tweets on the way. Tweet, tweet. At the young nineteen ninety three, all the Kafusis. All the Kafusis. All of huh? them. Including Devin on his mission? Okay. Alexis? That's as actually well? not too bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Bronson? We should Gordon, have that discussion. Devin, Number one family Steve? at BYU? Yeah, ooh, the family. The Haas family. The Kafusis. Okay. There, there could be the some. The Sanders? Yeah, so the Collinsworth? Sanders. The Collinsworth? Like, like two or more. That could be fun. Yeah. Did we just come up with a, with a topic? I love brainstorming on the air. On it's the show, great. yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at SA underscore BYU fan. Scott, Scott Sterling! Sterling! Dual sport thread in college and could be amazing in the net, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thanks to Taylor, Sandra, Ed Keel, and everyone on our crew. Stay classy, San Diego. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. He's still waving that white flag. Shout out to Paul Ruffner. We'll see you tomorrow. See you, Canada.